This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast Network. What's going on, OKC82 Podcast? Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham. Going with your Monday, scratch that, Tuesday edition of the OKC82 Pod. I apologize. Chisholm was was busy. I was on vacation, so I got back a little bit late on... uh, Monday afternoon, didn't have uh, quite enough time to uh, get this done, so I apologize for the tardiness. You can give that to me today, Uh, but neither here nor there. We've got the OKC82 podcast in full swing for at least one more week, Brady. Yeah, um, I've kind of, like Madison and I talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, so if this is like brand new to everybody, if this is news to everybody, um, sorry, but here it is. uh, football is starting, so for everybody outside of the market, for everybody that listens to this podcast overseas, um, yeah, football season is starting. Um, we are, like this is 107.7 The Franchise, it's a radio station. Um, we are the flagship station for Oklahoma Sooner uh, football, and so all of our minds, everybody's minds are kind of getting into football mode, and they're just there's not a lot of Thunder news. Um, it's that time of the year. Um, now, rest assured, Media Day should be... Um, We'll probably be getting the announcement that like whenever media day is scheduled, I think in the next few weeks. Um, so uh, basically long story short, now that I've rambled um, after this week. So after this show, Madison and I will do our show. I don't think we're going to do a Saturday show anymore um, with football season coming along. Um, yeah. I think it's on hiatus. Yeah. It's on hiatus until football season ends. Um, yeah. So after Madison and I show this week, we're going to uh, just take a two week break. Now, if Chris Paul is traded, if Danilo Gallinari is traded, if something big happens, we will all convene um, at some point. For, for a, a mega pod? For a mega emergency pod. Yeah, we'll pull. If Colby Powell's just kind of walking around the halls, we'll just grab him like with that little cartoon cane. Some random guy from KOKC or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Thunder takes, go. We'll get Magic Man on from, from the Magic. From <laughs> well, actually, I'm a, well, actually, I'm a Spurs fan. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, so yeah, two weeks off, of, um, of course, unless something happens. Um, it's just going to give us all a little chance to breathe, give us all a little chance to get accustomed to football and, and that schedule. And as we get closer to media day, we'll have some stuff out. Um, yeah, I, I think there. Were, I think that's all. I think that was all the news I wanted to talk about. Okay. I can't really remember. If something pops in my head, I'll be sure and interrupt you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so hiatus for two weeks, which is great. I'm going to be totally transparent. Whole lot of stuff going on. Football season getting started between the NFL and college and fantasy and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's I, nice, nice to catch my breath a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to be um, like the podcast where we talk about, hey, Darius Baisley is like having fun with Chris Paul on his. Did Instagram you know story. Darius Baisley loves Sarah Sarah cupcakes? I didn't. I did not know that. Have, how many you times? You heard it here first. How many times have you seen that video of Baisley dancing in the parking lot? Because for me, it's got to be over a hundred. Yeah, quite a few. He's been hanging out. He's in the city. He's in Oklahoma City. Um, my girlfriend actually was out at uh, O Bar. Um, what was this? Two or she's three? out at a bar. A bar is how you pronounce that. Oh, really? Yeah, a oh, bar. Oh, I O was... is not an article adjective. Uh, well, I mean, bring it up with. I guess bring that up with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, she was up on the rooftop bar with some of her friends, and she, the next day she told she was telling me about her evening and. Um, she was like, yeah, I think a Thunder player was there. It was a tall guy. He was taking pictures with everybody. Great call. That's, yeah. a, that's a telltale and was, sign. And I was like, okay. And so I kind of, I think I know the players that are in Oklahoma City right now. And it's not a lot. Like, Nerlens Noel was here. He, he. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Thunder put on, like, a little event at Chesapeake the other day for uh, new season ticket holders. 
and Nerlens Noel was the token Thunder player that is in town. So he was there and um, got to talk to, uh, I guess, some fans and meet up with them. Um, he's here. Darius Baisley's here. So I just said, was it Nerlens Noel? And I showed her a picture, and she's like, no, he didn't have the hair. And I was like, it was Darius Baisley. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, it was Darius Baisley. So, um, yeah, he's he's out and about. He uh, put out an Instagram picture on his story. Um, he was at the practice facility um, on that pool. Um, it's like right when we walk in in the media entrance, if you, on the left side of that, past the media room outside, there's like that big brick wall. It's right, there's this big ass pool that's like right behind there. You can kind of barely see when we get on, go onto the floor. Um, always wanted to jump in it because it, it looks so cool, but I'm not a seven foot not tall basketball to. player. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get thrown so out for that one. Darius Baisley's pooling it up in the training facility. Learning how to be a professional basketball player. So much fun. Well, he was an intern, but now he's a paid employee. He was a paid intern. Oh, that's true. He made an insane amount of money. He made a million bucks. Good how, how much did you make as an intern at the franchise, Chisholm? I haven't made a million bucks from the franchise from my internship till now. I've been, I've been, I've graduated, I graduated from college 2014. I haven't even sniffed $100,000 total? <laughs> in, in total income. <laughs> no, I, I worked at a bank for two years and then I started doing this shit and then I did it for free for two years, and I've been working with you guys for the last year and a half. So you basically so. been working for free. <laughs> That's another story. We another. need to get that podcast on there. Just a disgruntled workers podcast. <laughs> we need to start a union. Did you see the Ringer started their own union? <laughs> oh God! Like for real, for real, or was That's this, not is this being con- funny? Is this content? No, this is a serious thing. They started their own union. Oh man! The Thunder should start a union. <laughs> Who would be the union leader? Well, it'd be Sam Presti. He's in charge of everything. No, 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 no. Not that he starts a union, though. It's got to be a player. Oh, uh, that's true. Um, well, Chris Paul is the leader of the players' union, isn't he? Isn't he? Yes, the, he's the president he's, of the players' union. The leader of the president. <laughs> the supreme leader he's of the He's the supreme the... <laughs> leader of the players' union. Uh, Chris Paul might be a little bit busy. Uh, Steven, not aggressive enough. Not aggressive enough. Um, yeah. Terrence he's... Ferguson doesn't say anything. Nerlens Noel's the quietest human to ever exist. Next to Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant is so far up there. Like, Nerlens Noel at least would also, scream after he'd done My question was apparently the kiss of death on exit interviews. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. With Jeremy Grant and exit interviews, I said, hey, ever since you've been in Oklahoma City, man, your role has changed completely from year to year. <laughs> this is going to be the first summer that going we into gotta, next year, you know your starting job. You know what you know what role you're playing. Like, you have some consistency. And he's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. We'll just see. We'll just take it by day by day. Little did I know that Jeremy Grant totally knew he was being traded. Man, we need to go find that clip, which I don't know if we were recording at the time. That was like hours into the day when we yeah. talked to Jeremy Grant. So I'll probably have to lift it off the Oklahomans video on YouTube. But- probably. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. Chisholm asking the ball-breaking questions. Yeah, he's telling you what. I was throwing fastballs. <laughs> throwing fastballs at the interviews. So- so, Juwan, what's it like? I asked that question because I felt so bad. Like, once you get to that level of player, and well, you, no. 90% of the 90% of the assembled media have already gone, not just because it's like, okay, we've already talked to the big hitters, but because this is literally like six hours in, like into this event. Yeah, it's so a circus. People who actually who have to write, write, like on a deadline. Yeah. Once they get their quotes, they kind of have to bounce just to make sure they get their article written. Yeah. So, yeah, we get to Juwan Evans. He's like the second to last player, I think. Thank God for Juwan Evans because yeah. he was easier than the other guy. Yeah, Dante Grantham, who was waived a month or two months ago. He's not with the Thunder anymore. Oh, well. 
But uh, yeah, Jawan Evans was there. Nobody was asking any questions, which surprised me because I'm like, hey, he played in Stillwater. Come on, we know who this is. And so I was just like, so what's it like playing for the hometown team when you went to OSU? And I just I hated myself as I asked the question. Yeah, it's just... but Jawan's he's 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 a cool guy. He smiled and, and uh, gave me a little, he, you know, gave a little shout out to all the OSU fans that I'm he sure did. they appreciated. He did. Uh, Dropped 40 on OU his freshman year. Deontay Burton, also really awkward. I love talking to Deontay Burton, though. Uh, in, he, that, he, in that interview setting, he was awkward. In an interview setting, just like probably, you know, if you 85% and, of humans, if but. you and I are interviewed by some, like, for whatever reason. If I would knock that shit out of the park. <laughs> what do you, I know where you're going with you'd this. Went, you'd like Lane Kiff in that interview. Absolutely. You just constantly get hired. Tennessee would call me and <laughs> offer me the job tomorrow. <laughs> Um, no, like talking to Deontay Burton, like out of scrum is he's so funny. Um, I got a chance to that talk, I totally believe. I got a chance to talk to him a lot at summer league, um, especially um, what I think they were playing Portland the day Russell got traded and he got traded like literally at the beginning of that the second quarter of that game. And so afterwards, there just wasn't that much to talk about because like everything was just thrown out of loop. Uh, Brett Dawson was the only other th- um, Thunder Media guy that was there besides me. And he was off probably assembling as much information as possible. And, you know, the athletic later put out like a lot of great details. So kudos to Brett. Um, so I was the only guy there. So basically I, I like, I asked Deontay Burton some questions for a story that I'll put out as we get closer to um, uh, basketball season. Um, but mostly we just talked about like his new house that he bought recently. Um, his new grill that in he, Oklahoma city, uh, somewhere North OKC. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know if you meant like his like uh, summer home. Oh no no no! Um, it's in it's in OKC. I wasn't wanting you to give me his address for clarity. <laughs> Beep on the on the podcast. Um, no, like he he likes to smoke meat. Oh, that that Good. was um, that was a strong whew. pause that you just had there. Well, because we just had Sam Mays in this in this Whoa, podcast. What room. are you saying about Sam? We just had Sam Mays in this podcast room, and the uh, chair is still very warm. He's a big guy. The Sam Mays podcast, and it, by the way. It fit. Yeah, listen to the Sam Mays podcast, everybody. Um, and it felt a little sur- surreal to say smoked meat, so I, I kind of paused there. He doesn't, Deontay. I don't know if Deontay Burton likes to smoke. I, I'm not. I don't. I meats? have no. I have no idea. But I do know he likes or to other. smoke meats. Okay. On his grill. What kind and, of meats did you ask? Um, he he smokes a lot of chicken wings. Um, but I'm a Traeger guy. Do you know, have you ever seen yeah. a Traeger grill? Yeah. Um, I'm a Traeger guy. He's a pit boss guy because we kind of argued back and forth about it because. Um, he's a professional athlete and has had the means to have, you know, to try both grills. He's like, tried Traeger's, wasn't a big fan. Uh, Pit Boss is where it's at. And we just kind of went back and forth. And he's, I don't know if you've noticed, he's much skinnier. He's still like, he's still built like a football player, but he's like much thinner, much more tone. And um, he, he's really changed his diet. But yeah. Is he smoking less meat or is he smoking more meat? I couldn't tell what you were hinting. Smoking more meat. Oh, he's smoking more. A meat. lot of protein, a lot of protein, a lot of vegetables, not a lot of carbs. It's the way to go. Is I that had a keep- Caesar salad today for lunch. I've never felt less like myself. Well, Caesar salads are good. They're refreshing. Romaine lettuce, man. Sometimes when I'm like super thirsty, um, there's nothing better than some iceberg lettuce. It's so good. You and I have never been farther apart than we are right now. What? I love meat. I had I had ribs well, yesterday. It, for I dinner. can't wait to pull just that part out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the little clip that, that we put on Twitter. Uh, you know, this is great. This is great content, by the way. We're 11 minutes into this damn thing, and uh, the only Thunder... What do you want me to talk about? Well, the only Thunder thing that um, we kind of prepped for, we haven't even talked about yet, so I guess now is probably the perfect time, because I don't know how much longer we can talk about Deontay Burton smoking his meats. 
<laughs> I hope Deontay Burton listens to this. So he he's like, what I'll, was Brady talking about? I'll, you know what? I'll pro- I might bring it up to him. You know, I might isolate that clip and just be like, hey, <laughs> react. To make this. sure when you tweet it at him, make sure you tweet the right Deontay Burton. Oh yeah, not that, the other one. That was a debacle that, for you I, and for me. Like yep. uh, the set. Unfortunate thing for you is you shared it on the radio. I just had to have the I'm private shame. I had to have the private shame. Because I'm a loser. So why don't you kill me? Chris Paul, still a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. A little bit of a narrative coming out of headquarters. Supreme leader of the uh, Players Union, by the way. <laughs> right. Every locker room has like a picture of him like looking off in the distance with the sun setting in the background like he's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I actually think they should do that. I think every... Uh, president and vice president of the Players Association should have their photo portrait like the president and vice president of the United States does at Congress. He's wearing like a military uniform with like all of these fake medals that yes! he hasn't earned. <laughs> that would be so good. Finals MVP. That would be great. <laughs> well, LeBron's would actually have that on there. Because LeBron's still the vice president, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like it would be so interesting. If um, Chris Paul ended up on the Lakers, and it's all the, it's this grand conspiracy, but that's not yeah, that's gonna, not going to happen. That's not going to happen because the Lakers just run so terribly, which is why they're trying to work out choke Kim Noah. <laughs> you know, eight nine years ago, that'd be dynamite. That'd be a dynamite hire. Joe Kim Noah, yeah, eight nine years ago, mm-hmm. he's still playing basketball. And you know what? He actually, now that I think about it, because I might have been with you or um, back in the so long ago. It was so long ago when there was so much optimism with this team before Paul George and Russell Westbrook were traded. And we were trying to talk ourselves into like some really low-level, cheap guys that could come onto this roster and make a little impact. And I remember saying, like, eh, Joe Kim Noah's out there if Steven Adams has moved. And, hey, then I looked into it. Joe Kim Noah actually had a nice little year last year with Memphis. It, 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 he did. Yeah. The per-100s were very encouraging. We um, are so in the weeds. Uh, yeah. You know, Chris Paul. Let's talk about it. Uh, by the way, <laughs> the vice president for the Players Association is Andre Guadalla, not oh. LeBron James. Oh, man. Was he the vice president of the Players Union when he quit on the Denver Nuggets? Also, they have 47. <laughs> goodness gracious. They have 47 <laughs> vice presidents. Not really 47, but they have six vice presidents, not counting Andre. He's the first vice president. The chain of command. It's Chris Paul president, Andre Guadalla, first vice president, Anthony Tolliver is the secretary treasurer. I don't know what he's doing. What? I have no they idea what he... actually have, like... What, what, this is like student council. What the hell is this? And then they have six... So, so you're telling me if Chris Paul and Andre Iguodala are assassinated, that Anthony Tolliver is the acting president of Indeed. the players? Oh, my Indeed. God. And now listen to these, these <laughs> six people who are all vice presidents, is their title. Bismack Biombo, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown... Garrett Temple, C.J. McCollum, and are you ready for the top rope name? Are you prepared? Go. I don't think you're prepared. <laughs> Vice President of your NBA Players Association, Pau Gasol. Wow. He's been retired for like five years. Pau Gasol? No, he's still in the league. I think he just signed with uh, Milwaukee. Barely. Uh, yeah, he, he's got the, he's Barely. my brother. He signed in actually Portland. He was in Milwaukee last year and he signed with Portland this summer. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Man. Well, here's the real question. Can all those guys, can that, whatever, like the chain of command for the players union, can that can they beat Team USA right now? <laughs> yes. It, it, it would be a good game, wouldn't it? It would be a great game. Now, if De'Aaron Fox didn't back out, if P.J. Tucker didn't back out, if uh, 
oh wow, how long do we have? Oh, um, if so and so, if Trey Young didn't have an eye infection, just a shame. It is a shame. All right, Chris Paul. <laughs> Him and the Thunder are working together, spinning a narrative, and I, that's not how I'm supposed to lead this in. But God knows that we know that's exactly what's going on. This is a great way to end the Chisholm Edition podcast for the next few weeks. I, I, it's dynamite. Oh, you're talking about my I, very I, blunt lead-ins? I, I am very much looking forward to re-listening to this in my car on the way home. <laughs> oh, it was the first 15 minutes we didn't talk about anything meaningful? Hey, it was awesome. Uh, so Royce Young went on the jump recently, um, and he kind of was... I, I, I'm not trying to say this, make this sound like a negative Royce story, because it's absolutely not. This is a... But he's like spinning a web, and I don't mean that, again, making it sound like Royce is spinning some narrative that doesn't exist. He's telling a story. And he's telling a little bit of an intricate one about the relationship with Chris Paul and the Thunder and how they're trying to present that relationship. Because if they just come out and say, like, yeah, we super don't want him to be on this team, that's going to tank his trade value. Obviously, yeah. if they if everyone in the league knows you're trying to get rid of a guy, they're not exactly going to send you their best offers right off the top of the cuff. So they're trying to spin this narrative. No, 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 we want Chris Paul here. We want Chris Paul here. We want him to stick around. He's great for this rebuild. He's keeping Oklahoma City relevant. When we can all assume in reality that's not true. It might be true on some level, a small level, but a majority of it, I'm sure the Thunder wish they could just flip him for a couple more assets or an asset or just get off the contract entirely and just go on with their future. Yeah, and you know, I guess real quick with Royce, um, and this is just for me, like from the outside looking in of other journalists who cover other teams, um, I'll just say this. When you cover the Thunder... You're going to get. You're always going to be accused of like asking softball questions. You're always going to be accused of basically um, trumpeting the company line. It's just kind of the way it is. It's the hardest team. It's the hardest egg to crack in the league. Like there's just nothing comes from it. And even a guy like Royce Young, who's way more connected to the team than I am, um, he still he you know he still learns things kind of um, at times the same time that we all learn them. Like oh, okay, this is really happening. Um, so. Royce isn't like out there because I already saw it like some on some of these comments on the uh, YouTube video that I watched earlier um, about that segment that we're talking about on the jump. And it's like, look, this is just the way it is. And it's the realistic way to look at it. Chris Paul and the Thunder, they kind of need each other right now. And it's a hand in hand thing with Chris Paul in the uh, front office. In order for each party to get to where they want to get to eventually, they have to work together. Um, they cannot trade Chris Paul right now. Half the league can't be traded. So that's A. B, not every team wants him. C, the teams that could potentially need him, they don't want to necessarily give up a lot of stuff to get an aged, um, injury-prone grinder of a personality who you cannot guarantee will be on um, be on the floor the day you trade for him and then you know the final day of the, re of the regular season, final day of the postseason. You just you can't see all that. So um, for the Thunder, in terms of trying to get an asset out of Chris Paul, They've got to have this, This what, what Sam Presti told us uh, in his op-ed, what he told us at his press conference the, that same day. C we're excited about having Chris Paul. We're excited to have that type of talent here. Um, we're excited to still, um, yeah, we're moving the, the ball into that direction of rebuilding, but we still, to quote Pre Sam Presti, we have to reposition and then replenish. So they're still in the process of tearing this house down for that rebuild, Chris Paul is a big part of that. They can still remain competitive and win anywhere from 30 to 40 games. Now, we went over the schedule last week, and we were both kind of shocked that, wow, just going off-the-cuff uh, predictions, which is silly, but it kind of paints a picture. Man, they could lose, you know, they can win less than 30. 
And that I think we both kind of both predicted that they would lose less yep. than 30. 29 so. and 30. So Chris Paul, he moves the needle still. He's going to be important for the Thunder, but um, also in that same token, if he wants to get to that, whatever that playoff contender is, that wherever he ends up at some point this year, he's got to do his job, and he probably has to go a little bit above and beyond in terms of don't just show that you're healthy. Don't just show that you can still um, perform at a high level and win a lot of games just by you by your own individual talent. You've got to take SGA, SGA under your wing You've got to um, provide a positive locker room presence because that stuff will get around. And, you know, like I said, the amount of teams that need Chris Paul or that want Chris Paul, it's very small. And if one of those teams finds out, oh, he's still kind of a dickhead in the locker room, SGA doesn't like him, um, the team isn't performing well when he's on the floor because they just cannot get with that personality, then maybe a few teams are just like, eh, we don't want that. So, like, both both parties have to help each other out. So, um, beginning of the year, it's the best case scenario for everything that's happened um, in this offseason for the Thunder. But um, if it bleeds out more and more and more, that's when all the like uncomfortable questions are going to start being asked, I think. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like this relationship on some level is on a timer. Um, I will tell you, if I was a Thunder fan, I would not be buying a Chris Paul jersey uh, on opening night at Chesapeake Energy Arena because I'd be skeptical that's going to last. So... I don't know. Uh, it, it's this weird influx, and again, it doesn't just affect Chris Paul, but didn't Schroeder is somehow so awkwardly caught in that mix, who's now on an expiring deal. He's on the last year of his deal, or has he got one more year after this? Uh, he's got one more year. Um, okay. On the Saturday show with John Hamm, Jerry, and uh, Madison, um, John brought up Dennis Schroeder because we were talking about Chris Paul and SGA, and I just out loud was like, I forgot Dennis Schroeder was on this team. And has it's no disrespect at all to Dennis Schroeder, who I think is still a, a really good player. He and he helped the Thunder out a ton last year. He won them a handful of games by himself. It's just such a logjam at that position. And the Thunder, like their situation is in flux. Chris Paul's situation is in flux. And it's hard to remember that, yeah, a, a starting level point guard is going to have to back up Chris Paul and a second year player. It, it's so odd to remember that. Yeah. So how this gets handled all throughout the year, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but there's going to be a lot of movement, and I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't I don't know if we're really counting down the days. I, you're going to guess Oklahoma City makes their first trade of the regular season is in what month? Um, I would probably say December. December? Yeah. Um, It's not out of the realm of possibility for the Thunder to do that. I mean, Jeremy Grant was acquired early in the year um, when he came here in the 2016-17 year. Um, trying to think. I think. I think Dion Waiters was acquired much earlier than the um, trade deadline when he even, when yeah. he came to the, to the Thunder. I think that was early on in the year, so it's not out of the realm. It's, uh, it's not out of the norm for the Thunder to operate in that fashion. But you know, half the league is untradeable, so um, all that's all that madness can begin in December. But uh, the other factor is just kind of what we've said a handful of times on this podcast, Chisholm. It's just uh, the two guys that they need to get rid of their injury risks. So the earlier, the better. Right, you know they need to show they need to both show that they can do their thing. They'll have plenty of opportunity to do that on a bad team. Uh, Gallinari will be able to get shots up. Chris Paul will have the ball a lot in his hands, even though SGA is on this team. Um, but come December, hopefully they're both healthy and they've they've probably set out five or six games in that time span as well. I'm going to assume uh, as soon as teams are able to pick up that phone, I wouldn't be surprised if both, um, at least one of them, are gone um, as early as December. Right. 
Um, still interested to see what the starting lineup is. Oh, the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's just because there's there's so many. Yeah, screw it. Just Chris put, Ball, SGA, Andre Robertson, Terrence Ferguson. I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I'm not buying Andre Robertson starting. I, I'm just not. Okay. Um, they, They've told us that he would be ready for X, and then they would push that back. He'd be ready for Y, and then they'd have to push that back. Um, now they've had a lot more time to like really build up to this date that he'll be ready for training camp. I have no doubt that he'll probably be ready for training camp because it's now or never with him, not just with the Thunder, but his entire NBA career. Um, he's got to start it now. Talk about a guy who, when he got hurt, they're supposed to be a title contending team. They're playing the best basketball they played in a year. Never, never plays a game, and now when he comes back, Russell Westbrook's gone, Paul George is gone, and they're just. In the crap. Andre Arverson shows up for me. It's like he's day. watching a hey horror guys, film of his own life. Well, where is everybody? Who are you? Russell, you got much smaller. I'm Chris Paul. I'm the supreme leader of the players union. <laughs> 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 oh, your honor. I'm sorry. I'm sure that's been a pretty weird experience, though, for Andre Robertson. Just like watch this car crash just from the outside. Like you're a part of the team, but not a part of the team. You know, it's that's such an interesting dynamic because anytime players are asked about this, you know, they always give the their usual answers like it's a business and they they try to they give off this this emotion of um it is what it is and i don't really care because i'm going to make money i'm going to perform well and whatever happens happens but you've got to think like they're they're looking at it the same way we are like oh my god like our playoff chances are gone like this team is completely different and especially with andre robertson who's been here for some time he was here during the kevin duran era right like he knows a lot about winning basketball he knows a lot about playing deep into the postseason and that's been um not only taken away from him in terms of his personal health um two years ago but now it's been taken away because now the team is team makeup is completely different so um, but with Andre I, I just don't even know even if he's a hundred percent let's just say that he's the same player which is an absolute miracle at this point he's the same player that got hurt the day he got hurt um I, I just don't think you'd start him over Terrence Ferguson I think Terrence is a more dynamic player. He's got more potential because he's more dynamic. Sure. Um, and you just you can't throw Andre Robertson out there and, and tell him to play 25, 30 minutes um, defending the best the opponent's best player. Like, you've got Terrence Ferguson, start him. He was a starter last year. Um, he's got a good groove going now. Andre Robertson's an expiring contract. If you just show him off off the bench that he still has something to give, he could be a nice little trade piece. Yeah. Uh, Nerlens Noel is the other guy I would say is a nice little trade piece. Well, guy makes no money. Well, I, he kind of has a no trade clause. He kind of does. He he signed his second minimum um, year deal with Thunder. He can't really be traded. Hmm. And I asked I asked John Ham about this on the um, Saturday show this past Saturday, and because I'd seen that on Twitter, like, I thought it was only if he had a player option in the second year, but I might, I ve- John is way more correct than I am. Well, is the day that he signed, like where he finally signed and then it came out that he signed a minimum deal. Uh, was it Keith? What from that covers the Keith Celtics. Smith, Keith Smith from the Celtic or it covers the Celtics. He put that out there. Um, some, a uh, Thunder fan said, Oh wow. Like he can't be traded because it's another minimum deal. And I had just never heard that rule. And I'd asked John about it like in private. And then I asked him about it on this past Saturday. And he was like, yeah, it, it's pretty much a no trade clause. But I mean, if Nerlens wants to be traded elsewhere, like if he just doesn't like what, what's going on, his role, or he can get traded minutes. to a team where he's going to be the starter on a playoff team, yeah. which that feels like more likely. 
Or say as far as if you're going to trade Nerlens Noel, that would be the example. It'd be a team trying to, oh, our starting center got hurt. Now we're going to trade for Nerlens Noel. We're just going to plug him in. Yeah. Like, for instance, Boston, because, right. like, who, who, isn't a who, starting center. who, who um, of their centers can defend anybody? <laughs> you not believe big, not big Daniel Tice guy? Not big Daniel Tice guy, not a big Taco Fall guy in terms of his ability. Taco! To, uh, is it Taco? No, it's Taco. Oh, okay. Apologies. I like, I like saying Taco, though. Taco. Taco! How, how, do, how would a Boston person say it? I can't do a Boston accent. If there's one thing I've learned from listening to the Bill Simmons podcast is I should never attempt a Boston accent because it's only offensive. That was my Bill Simmons impression. Oh, is that you breathing in the mic? <laughs> Fair enough. Which I, I like Bill. I, like, I, I love his podcast. Okay. All right. Anything else? I know this is a short one, but not a ton to dig into. And we're going on vacation, so you always leave early when you're going on vacation the that, next day. That is true. Um, I'm, I'm sad about Boogie. I'm, oh, I forgot I, about Boogie. I'm really sad about Boogie and... You know, this is coming from some like coming from me where when he was in Sacramento, I, I thought he was an absolute pissant. I just I did not like his attitude. I, he seemed like a guy that um, he's not going to be with the Kings forever. He's going to eventually be on a team that's a little bit more of a playoff contender. He got traded to New Orleans, and that Which, kind of jokes on him. It turned out to be the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ewing theory in full swing. Speaking of Bill Simmons, for sure. Um, He's going to eventually be on a playoff contender, and I just think with his attitude, you just you can't have that from your first or second best player. You just can't have his roller coaster emotional personality um, rubbing off on either vets because vets are not going to stand for that at all. They're going to be like f off, and rookies, young players, they're that's they're going to say think, oh, this is how it is. I'm just going to start complaining every five seconds. Um, then he gets traded to New Orleans, and it works really. It works fairly well with Anthony Davis. He gets hurt, and then he goes to Golden State and was up and down, but I I was pretty shocked that he, he never... had some really high points at yeah, Golden State. Yeah, and I was just shocked that he never really caused a stir, and this was a team with Kevin... And I don't mean in the smoking meats way, like Deontay Burton. <laughs> um, again, I don't, um, I'm not saying Deontay Burton smoked weed at all. <laughs> I'm going to make you keep clarifying that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this was a team with the Warriors, with Kevin Durant on it, and Draymond Green, two guys who love to talk, who love controversy, who love to stir the pot. And DeMarcus Cousins was an absolute good soldier. He never really said anything um, that caused anything. Um, he never, I, from what I saw, all, all the Warriors games I watched, he never really was in type of, any type of scrum with other with teammates causing something. He did get a tech from the bench. He got a tech. He, he, from yeah. the bench when he wasn't suited up, which he's, is he's, just he's, hilarious. He's just trash talking. I mean, remember Tim Duncan got thrown out of a game um, after he got a first, he got his first tech from, uh, what was his name, Crawford, Joey Crawford, gave him a tech. He went and sat down, and then, um, oh no, actually, he was on the bench for both. He got a tech on the bench, and then he got a second tech like five seconds later and got thrown out of a game. Tim Duncan. That's hard to do. <laughs> no, but anyway. Um, it's an act of Congress to get that guy thrown out. Another long story short, I was pretty impressed with Boogie, and I was actually kind of um, excited to see him uh, hopefully ball out with Anthony Davis once again, and then LeBron James, and then tears his ACL. It's just, man, it's just real unfortunate, because even though I didn't particularly like his personality, there was no denying that he was one of the best, if not the best center in the NBA right. when he was young and healthy. So it's just a shame. Yeah, it stinks. It definitely does stink. 
All right. Well, that's uh, going to do it for the OKC AT podcast. Just like you predicted, we were going to end it with some Boogie Cousins talk. <laughs> a last episode for a couple of weeks. So uh, make sure you stick around. Again, any breaking news, we'll be the first people on the scene recording a podcast for you. So we'll get you taken care of. But until next time, I'm Chisholm. That's Brady. See yep. you guys later. Thank you, guys. Listen to Chisholm Holland weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise in Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Chisholm Holland. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.